everyone and welcome along to another episode of Off The Record. I'm your host Imogen Marshall and as always please remember to rate for you and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. All our details are on our website at www.offtherecorduk.com and of course you will be able to find there all our updates from C2C this coming weekend so make sure to stay tuned for that. Now before we get started with our two guests for this week, one who will be playing at C2C and one who was recently over in the UK, um, we've got all the country music updates from this side of the pond and America. Here we go. Now, it's set to be a busy week of releases this week and, of course, of releases last week. So I'm just going to run through the latest updates of the releases from last week. So we had Maddie and Tay with Taurus in This Town, which is obviously a great track. It's um, Maddie and Tay have sort of um, had quite a big hiatus sort of um, period of releasing music, but they are really... Um, coming back strong already I'm really excited to see what 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 they'll what will come for them um personally I wasn't as big a fan of this track in comparison to Die From A Broken Heart but it's still well worth a listen so make sure you check that one out Janelle Towns also released her White Horse electronic version which if anyone's heard her living room work tapes you've already heard um White Horse but again this is one of my favorite tracks of her first EP um to Neil Towns has really set for great things um so if you guys aren't familiar with her work you really should be um she was one of Bobby Bones class of 2019 and she's really um just on this true upwards trajectory and I really think you guys will enjoy her if you check her out Thomas Rhett also released his look what God gave her which is a little insight into his recent really announced uh, fourth album Centerpoint Road. Um, Thomas Rhett premiered the song along with a new song Don't Threaten Me With A Good Time on SNL this coming sat- this past Saturday so I'm sure you can guys can check that on you- out on YouTube. Um, this is um, everyone's saying how much more popular it is. Personally I don't think it's actually that big a departure from his old stuff but um, of course it is still built more poppy, there's been a bit of a debate whether he's going to be the next like male Taylor Swift, whether he's going to make that crossover, but regardless, I think he's really a phenomenal artist, um, and his ability to sort of change up, and obviously he has become more pop, but, um, I don't think he's going to alienate his fan base by doing so. We, we also had, um, two UK releases this past weekend, which was Twinny with her Better When I'm Drunk EP, and Jake Morrell's new EP. Now they're both phenomenal artists. Um, they will both be playing at C2C. Twinnies, but Better When I'm Drunk EP includes Better When I'm Drunk, Superhero, and Type of Girl. And we'll hope to be having her on the podcast soon. But she is um she's again a much more like country pop. Um, and I really think if anyone's heard her live, the production on this EP was so interesting, was so cool and so original. Um, she's really reworked the songs into an EP to give us something really new rather than just the live acoustic versions um i really think she is gonna really make it like she's set for really big things um so i really hope you guys um go and check her out because she's just um she's a really phenomenal artist and obviously jake morrell's new ep home um it's just got there's so many uk um artists have written songs on there with him um and he is again um someone who's um songs are just so heartwarming um so relatable um the new ep is again um follow-up to Englishman and I really think um you guys will check that out I love that if you check it out in other news Lindsay L has been uh had surgery to remove some pre-cancerous cells so we all wish her the uh, speedy recovery but of course she's already been playing at C2C Berlin so um props to her for you know getting out there already um, 
We've also had some new announcers of um, new albums coming. So obviously we've got Mara Morris's record will be released later this week, and Jake Owen will re- and Jake Owen will release his Greetings from Jake Owen um, new album on March 29th. Um, also, very much hot off the press, we've just had the announcement from Carrie Underwood about an hour ago, actually, that her Cry Pretty tour will be headed to the UK. So for those who didn't manage to get catch her at Long Road last um, year, because obviously she um, was sick with the birth of her baby, um, I think everyone's going to be so excited to see her this side of the pond, so make sure to check at that out for updates. Um, finally... Um, we just wanted to give you guys like finally we just wanted to give you guys like a little snapshot of what we will be checking out at the C2C festival and some people who um, maybe you haven't heard of who really you should go and check out on the smaller stages so we Lauren Jenkins who will be up we've got an interview with her coming up on this podcast um, but she will be releasing her album this March um, on Big Machine and she's very much more rock um, rock country but really really interesting sound and really gorgeous sound um, so I definitely you guys will love that if you check it out obviously go to the CMW hub we recommend um, it's a really great place to get to know the artists in a smaller intimate setting um, and it was actually where I think I first heard Ashley McBride last year um, really small venue really um just a lovely atmosphere and a very much um that kind of writers round vibe and it's a really cool way to get them to know the artist um on that note i'd also recommend seeing james barker band who will be speaking to at c2c um they're a canadian band and um there's such high energy such high energy so i think that'll be great to check out live laney wilson obviously if anyone didn't catch her at c um country music week you can also see her at the roundup this thursday but she will be playing some sets um at c2c and she's again such high energy such a sassy character and someone who you if you're not familiar with her music you really should be um we're also really excited to see runaway june and abby anderson again runaway june's harmonies are phenomenal and they're both runaway june and abby anderson will be playing on the friday night um as part of the spotlight stage and um as part of the after party um but i think if you guys get the chance to see them in a smaller venue i think that will be somewhere where you can get to know all their music um in a great setting also craig campbell if you haven't heard his song outskirts of heaven definitely worth the check out um and he will be someone who will be keeping an eye on that weekend and finally twinny with also her obviously her new ep being released um i think she'll be someone really exciting to go and see um sorry i said finally but one more um would be um remember monday who are obviously in the voice and we've had them on the podcast if you guys haven't heard them live they're really just such fun girls to go and see live so definitely go and see if you can um catch them this weekend and that is your country music week news for this week So up first on the podcast, we've got the lovely um, Olivia Lane, who um, we caught over in London when she was over here doing a little mini tour. And I hope you guys enjoy this chat with Olivia. Oh my gosh, first trip over to the UK. Yes. Is that right? Have you been before, like, for fun, or is this, like, first trip completely? Yeah, so we, we came when I was in, like, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where it's, like, one when city. When you can, like, barely remember it. You're basically, like, it's a new place, and I'm a whole day, and I don't care where, where I am. Right, exactly. And, like, with my parents. So it's, like, whenever you come with your yeah. parents, it's kind of, like, you don't get to see, like, the nightlife yeah. and, you know, whatever. And it's not quite the same kind of experience. No. no matter what, just coming. Kind of, so, no. Yeah. 
it's amazing been coming to play your own shows and all that kind of stuff. I know, it's so crazy. I'm like, I have fans here, what? Are people gonna come? Like, you have my song, like, hey, 3 a.m., you actually know what that is? I'm like, what? It's so much fun, though. It's awesome. I mean, it's really cool to see just, like, how far music can actually, you know, go. Yeah. Which is amazing. And you played So Far Sounds and lunched. Manchester, mm -hmm. is that right? Yeah, right. Manchester. Two very different experiences. Oh my gosh, the so far sounds, it was like me, uh, a girl on piano, and then like an opera singer. It was bizarre, but <laughs> this bizarre but fun, but, but amazing. Like, what am I doing here? Also, I want to be here. Exactly, and like he started in the middle of the audience, so he was just walking around the audience. It was like a performance piece. It was very cool. <laughs> It was really so cool. great. It was awesome. It really and I got to start the night, so yeah. like it wasn't a lot of pressure where it was like I'm just sitting there waiting to play. So. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. And going back, so you're for anyone who doesn't know your music, you grew up in Texas. 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 And your mom was a country singer, right? She was. So has it always just been like a part of your blood, kind of something that's just just ingrained in you just like you're born yeah. to do this almost absolutely yeah she you know she was really really pivotal when I was <laughs> really young about giving me access to music because yeah. she saw this little child artist you know she yeah. saw herself in me um and like she her journey was uh, sort of like in her early 20s she was a local texas singer yeah I played a bunch of bars played a, and then it kind of turned into like wedding singing and party yeah. singing as we got older and um i remember like being 16 15 16 and my mom would sleep in in the mornings and and uh, my dad would take us to school and then <laughs> like mommy sleeping oh, yeah she's been up till, like, exactly till like 3 a.m yeah and i had no idea until yeah. you know obviously I've gotten older and the musician life is you know we're nine to yeah, five like, but it's yeah, like, like it's a little bit it's like 9 p.m to 5 a.m yes exactly exactly so but do you what kind of music did you grow up with was it that always that country because I've heard it's like Carole King and Lin yes. Linda Ronstadt yeah, Rob yeah. Vibes in there as well absolutely I'm I'm a total melting pot when it yeah. comes to music um and influences which I think is so, like that's where it's like Real, you don't want to be a mimic or a copy, and I've listened no. to the same music growing up. Totally, and I think that I'm just sort of an accumulation. My songwriting and my music and sound is just an accumulation of everything that I love. Yeah. You know, like some days I feel like rocking out, you know, yeah. in a co-write, and then some days I feel like writing a Hey 3 A.M. where it's very yeah. intimate. Um, so it's like a blessing and a curse to have so many influences. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it means that it's just you. Right. It's not like, yeah, it's just like the way you've evolved, I guess. Completely. And before you moved, because you moved to Nashville about six, I was going to say six years ago. I moved to Nashville in 2013, June of 2013. Yeah. So about five and a half yeah, years yeah. ago. But before that, you're in LA. What LA. Is, like to me, just like LA, Nashville, and like tech, they're all such different, so different places. But what was it like first? Well, first of all, going to LA and yeah. the difference between LA and Nashville themselves. Yeah, so I kind of equate it as so I grew up in Houston. Life yeah. is just a little bit slower in Houston. Yeah. It's it's a different kind of South growing yeah. up in Texas. Um, and then when I moved to Los Angeles, it was a very big culture shock. Mm. People thought we rode horses to school. Like it was just a very bizarre. <laughs> Like, we, it's not completely <laughs> right. It's not the 1920s, right? Because it was Texas, right? Exactly. It was just so strange because people who live in LA, I mean, it's gorgeous. California is one of the be most beautiful places ever, so they don't really leave a lot. So, like, they just think of Texas as like 
I don't know. I don't know how they, whatever. I, I guess I rode horses. I guess their <laughs> image of Texas did, yeah. is the wild, wild west. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, it was it was a really great um, time for me because I spent two uh, years in high school there and then four years in college. And I thought, actually, I wanted to be an actor. So that's why I went to L.A. And I, I had always been doing music. I had always been in guitar lessons, always singing, musical theater. Um, but... I, I I just wasn't sure exactly I wanted to tie myself to acting. You know, yeah. I was I was like I went there for acting, but I just I was still sort of like a sponge when it came to like what yeah. do I want to do? I want to learn all these different things. So And you just kind of want to like be a bit more free than just Yeah. Starting a doing the same lines every day. Exactly. And I got yeah. very burnt out on acting when I went to um when I went to college, but I actually took songwriting and that's when like my world changed. Yeah. So I took songwriting I'm like unleashing your emotions. You're like, I can't I can't keep coming. I, they I know coming. they do and, and, and I really learned um my sophomore year of college I started taking songwriting and um, I was like, it was a big deal for me to be like, hey, parents, huh, I know I'm getting a theater degree, but don't want to do that anymore. Going to Nashville. Sorry. Yeah, seriously. So, like, senior year, I graduated, um, and I packed up my car, and I drove across country uh, from L.A. to Nashville. And I sort of equate Nashville a midway point between L.A. and Houston for me, yeah, vibe-wise. Yeah. I mean, so, Nashville is so sick, so much more I cannot speak. Oh, me neither. It's than it used to be, so I feel like it's much more recent. Like, yes. People kind of sense from here probably still think it's quite, like, how L.A. people think of Yes, Houston, completely. Actually, it's a lot more like a city. And yeah, I, yeah. My sister had never visited Nashville, and she was like, "Are there like farms and like trailer parks everywhere?" I'm like, "No, Nashville is a city. Quite a lot going on. There's quite a lot of people there. A lot of people. I mean, yes, there's a lot of southern people coming through there, but it's also very, um, you know, it's a very new age. Like, there's a lot of um, a lot of people actually from LA are moving to Nashville. Yeah. So just saying. Something like five, like a thousand people a day. Something crazy. Oh, like the numbers. I think it's like, like about it's like a hundred fifty people a day moving to Nashville. Crazy, crazy numbers. I know. Before we start talking about um, your music now, you've taken a bit of a break in between your old music and this yes. music, and listening back to it, I was like, there's such a transition. Yeah. Um, first of all, like, why did you kind of like take that? I guess moments pause or yes. in your music. It was a pause. I I was tired. I had yeah. been yeah, I was tired, my body was tired, my voice was tired, and my songs, you know, I, I kind of uh it's almost like a reset. It was a reset. Yeah. It really was mentally. I, I hadn't been taking care of myself. Yeah. I kind of chalk it up to be living the lifestyle of a low low life rock star. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um but I I really, it's almost like I set out to go tour and I learned what I needed to learn. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, this part is done. I need to go into the studio and figure out yeah. what I want to write about and who I am. And, you know, I just, uh, I, I looked in the mirror at that point in time and I was like, I don't even know what I want to say as a songwriter because I don't even know who I am right now. to kind of like figure out. It's like, yeah. if you can't figure out what, who you are and what you want to write about, it's like the music. How do you expect anyone else to, to listen to your music? Right. Almost. Yeah. Completely. And relate to it. Yeah, and that's that's the moment I sort of got to. And at the time, I was sort of rebuilding my team. I was, like, yeah, restructuring you know? a ton of people that I felt like I needed, I kind of needed to move on from. Yeah. So there was a lot of cleansing going on during that period. Of, like, oh, I always say to people, it's like, 
you evolve so much for the person. Yeah. You're not meant to stick around. So it would seem people with the same voice. Like, yeah. You evolve, and that's so so important. And obviously, listening to the music now, like, I've, it's so it's so relatable, and there's so much like. I love it. The one you sing called Hey 3 I absolutely love. Thank so, you. And if you people feel that connection, you said that it's perfect. Like, yeah. you found your voice almost. Completely. And it took a lot of work. It took a lot of, um, you know, reading a lot of uh, great books and, and going like to talk. Going on some walks and clearing the head. Going on some yeah. walks and going, going to talk therapy. I went to like therapy to just sort of like figure out my life and how to get balanced. Yeah. That's really what I was uh, lacking. I needed to yeah. balance myself out. Um, and that helped a lot. And and just really being honest and vulnerable in the studio. Yeah. And which is so much easier said than done. Oh goodness, girl, seriously. Like, and I wasn't very good at it. Like, I, and it's funny to think about. I was like, I was so not emotionally open and I was trying to be a songwriter. Like, <laughs> it's like those theater things don't really work. No. But I don't like exercise. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't quite work. Right, exactly. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the journey has been amazing and I feel like somebody told me, um, somebody on my team who's an amazing woman, she told me, Art is the definition of being an artist is being, is getting lost and then finding yourself for twelve songs and then you go get lost again. That's so cool. And then you find yourself for another set of songs and then you go get lost again. again. And then we just keep going places until that's until life. Suddenly you're like, oh my god, I'm found. I know. What do I, do? I can't be an artist anymore. Exactly. But like, is it that I think that's such a deeper meaning for life too? You yeah. know, like we come into seasons of our life where we feel so confident in this and that, and then like. You know, two years later, you're like, what happened? My <laughs> life's a mess. <laughs> and obviously talking about your new single, Hey 3 a.m., which mm-hmm. absolutely love it. Thank um, you. Have you, ever, by the way, have you ever heard of an artist called Dido? A what? An artist called Dido in the UK. Dido, I love Dido. Because there was like a vibe. I don't know what it was, but that was the connection I found with oh. that song. I was like... Mm. There's something, you know, when you're like, this is what's missing. There's a black hole in my life. Oh my gosh! That's such a compliment. Thank you. But where did the inspiration for that song come from? Yeah, so I actually had the idea um, for a very long time in my phone, and that was one of the ideas, like as a new songwriter, where I was trying to learn the ropes, and I just moved to Nashville. Ideas. Yep. In my phone. Oh, I have my notes are full of ideas. You're like some of them. Terrible ones, yes. And for a long time, I thought it was a really bad idea because I pitched it at rights and no one wanted to write it with me. Um, So I was just like, okay, we'll just put that back in the phone notes. And about a a year ago, eight months ago, whenever I wrote this song, I was up at 3 a.m. again. As we all are. As we all are sometimes. And I just looked at the phone and I was like, hey, 3 a.m., wow, it's up again. And I was like, something went off in my brain where it was like, you have this idea. This is not a bad idea. We keep coming back to this idea. Yes. It's a thing. We need to make it happen. Exactly. And so I went back in my phone and I saw it there in my phone and I was like, I have to write this. And I literally brought it into the right tomorrow, uh, the next day. And I was like, Aaron, we have to write this song. It's called 3 a.m. Hey, 3 a.m. Exactly. I don't care what mood. Well, actually, this this just came back to me. It was Friday, and he turned around in his chair, and he goes, can we write something fun and up-tempo and light? And I was like, yeah, no. no. Not going to happen. I'm not in the mood for that. Yeah, we're literally writing the complete opposite. Welcome to the right today. Um, But, yeah, you know, I I think uh, I wanted the song to be – specific but also universal to the point where anybody could sort of listen to the song and take it as their own yeah 
own 3 a.m. Like, what keeps them up at night? Yeah. And um, we wrote it, and I didn't really, like, I thought we had something special, but I, I sent it to my team, and I was like, guys, this might, it's kind of a weird idea, but I think it's just, this has to be a song in my story, and everyone just lit up about it. So, so therefore, therefore yeah. And it's nice the fact that you've been releasing them as singles, so mm -hmm. I feel people can really, like, enjoy them and have them, like, kind of almost, like, sit with them for a while um, and take it rather than, like, just going straight all guns blazing into an EP or right. album. Was that a conscious decision? Yeah, I think, and it's also, it's a business decision and it's sort of a timing in my life decision, yeah. I think. Um, I the, All the music beforehand, like Devil and You and the EP before, it was all kind of experimental for me as an artist. Yeah. I kind of had to like throw some music out there to see what see worked. What sticks yeah, what sticks, what people liked, what they saw in me, yeah. what I saw in me, what I liked to perform and not to perform. Yeah. Um, and what like, you're like, I'm sick of this song after five plays and yeah. you don't mind keep playing on repeat. Yes, exactly. And I had to do, it helped me grow putting out music. Yeah. And I think that with this new chapter of music like it just is such a like you said it's like such a jump such a transition yeah. um for me personally but yeah I think singles wise I needed to like kind of go through that process of trickling out mm -hmm. music and just being like okay do, do people connect <laughs> do we like this? do we like it before I really jump in and spend <laughs> and a lot of money all of it right like okay yeah, <laughs> and luckily people are loving both the songs. So, which is um, amazing. yeah, which uh, which is going to lead up to an EP in April. Exciting! Yeah. So good 2019. Yes, UK trip. Yes. EP like all this. So many firsts. Yeah. Like I'm so excited. Like, wall off the list. Like oh, 2019 is productive. <laughs> I know. 2019 feels like it's going to be a good year. Yeah, I have a good feeling about yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, so I always just end my podcast with just um, music, like complete sentence. So yeah. music is. Music is life. I mean, music is therapy. Music is everything. Sorry, that was like way too many answers. Country music is. Country music is relatable. And Olivia Lane is. Olivia Lane is fabulous. I love that. Well, you are in that coat. Woo! Oh, thank you. Finally, I'm so excited to introduce you to Lauren Jenkins, who's obviously coming over to to London for C2C this week and she's been over doing C2C Berlin. She is currently signed on Big Machine label and she'll be releasing her debut album later this month. So I hope you guys enjoy this chat with Lauren Jenkins. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? Very well. I can imagine it's warmed up a bit now you've left Iowa. You were in Iowa, right, with Bobby? Uh, yes. It's, yes. I just got back from Iowa, although it's pretty cold in Nashville, but it's not knowing like it was there well it's lo lovely over here for c2c so are you excited to come over for your first time no not at all <laughs> not at all <laughs> I'm so excited. have you been to the uk before yeah, i've been to london for less than 24 hours yeah um so i'm, look I'm looking forward to spending more time uh, and then I played a show in Dublin a couple of years ago one time, but that's it. Yeah, it's different, um, different scale now, I can I'm imagine. Because really um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. um, it's just going to be just like the most epic like few weeks for you with the release of your debut album. Is it just like one of those things that's going to be really hard to like wrap your head around a little bit? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be just a dream. I'm going to be just like dreaming 
every day. And yeah. Then I'm sure I'll come back from Nashville and be like, wait, did that actually happen? It's like pinch, pinch me moments. Take all the photos, take all the videos to make sure you can yeah. relive it. Yeah, it's, it's really going to be like the coolest album release party because yeah. I'll, I'll have actual physical CDs with me over there. So you guys are getting it first. Oh, exclusive copies. And I actually haven't, I haven't even held a physical yet. So that's going to, I think that'll be the moment. That'll of, be amazing. done. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you you grew up in Texas, right? But there's so much, um, I know as a UK audience, we kind of always think Texas, you know, it's all country music, but there's so many other like influences and sounds in your in your music. So did you listen to a, a real breadth of music growing up? Oh, absolutely. Um, my dad turned me on to a, a lot of sort of Southern rock and yeah. singer-songwriter type of music when I was younger, but uh, really since the age of like nine or ten, um, I've listened and consumed all music yeah. that I love, um, all genres. And I think, you know, I've, I've lived a lot of places too, so I think that also is oh, yeah, my music. Um, and when I was living in New York, I had friends from Europe and the UK who listen to all of this great underground unknown music yeah um, and so they turned me on to a lot of really cool music like I remember uh there's a band called the 1975 oh and, like, such a good out band ago, my friends were yeah they were listening to it like that first EP and I was like yeah is this band? they're amazing and then of course you know the US caught on like later, <laughs> but it's um, funny how that happens it's so, like yeah goes in cycles and then bands get you know new renewed success in a few years time in different countries and when yeah, when did you kind of um just like have, has it always been music like growing up because you start am I right in thinking you started touring when you were 15 yeah I I mean if you could call it tour yeah really just when I was 15 I I left home and just played wherever I could yeah whether it was coffee shop or you know a grocery store mm. or a club like wherever I could play I would play but uh for me it's always been storytelling yeah it's not necessarily been just specifically music um and sometimes the storytelling has taken shape in the form of acting in film sometimes yeah. it's been photography because you know I also really love uh film photography yeah so for me, it's, it's all storytelling. Yeah, it's just just a way to get your like, yeah, your sto- I guess your story across. And I mean, listening to the album, like it's just the the way you t- you write and you tell stories is just so unique and different. So I guess it's like honing your craft in loads of different ways, and it's come probably comes through in your music and songwriting. Yeah, because I think it's all connected. And yeah, definitely. That's sort of why I wanted to bring a visual component to this album. Um, mm and expand the storytelling beyond just the words on the page yeah. or the melody that you hear. Yeah, for sure. And obviously you, you signed a big machine so six six years ago. Has it been a nice thing that you've been had that time to sort of hone your craft and like work out kind of where you wanted to to sort of introduce yourself with the debut rather than like just rushing to get something out? Yeah, I think... I think, uh, you know, when I signed with Big Machine, I, I didn't know anything about the music business. Yeah. Um, 
So I had I had a bit of learning to do, and I really had to get to a place where I felt okay with just telling my story the way that I wanted to yeah, tell it, sure. instead of trying to play by rules. Because mm-hmm. I think when I first signed, I thought, oh wait, does that mean I have to write a certain <laughs> way now, or you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Like, make songs that sound like radio. Yeah. And I, I realized that if I had done that, then I would not be happy. So yeah. It, yeah, it took, it took a minute to really settle in and be okay with just telling my story. And have a, like, a debut album that's completely, yeah, you and the story you want to tell. And I guess it does also take time to hone your real, like, authentic sound. Because I think about... I mean, obviously, I'm not a musician, but if I if I had released music like six years ago, it'd be so different to how I am now. So, is that the same for you? Yeah, I mean, the last I believe the last four tracks are mm-hmm. sort of from like my first chapters of yeah. being in Nashville, and I think that's an important part of the story and the journey too. But you can definitely like if you listen to the last tracks that I recorded, like you know, running out of road and yeah. Things, those tracks are more indicative of who I am now as an artist and where I am. And yeah. there's definitely a, a difference in, in the sound and the stories and the style from the first chapter. Yeah. And give up with, Giving Up the Ghost was the first one that you released. Why was it that... Did you always know it was going to be that one? Or did you sort of, like, um and ah between a few different ones? Well, I knew that... I wanted Maker's Mark and Me and those things running out of road yeah. to come in that order. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I knew that as soon as I wrote those three songs that I wanted to do the three-part music video series that yeah. would come out and also the short film. So in the meantime, while I was waiting to release that, because I was still in the editing process yeah, of the short film and those music videos, mm-hmm. I wanted to give people a song that they could have, and really, that song sort of kicked off the label understanding that I wanted to bring a visual component, yeah. because I had just gone to North Carolina and made this music video for Give Up the Ghost on my own. I mean, it's stunning. And but... houses with a friend. Yeah. It was fun. It was really fun. Yeah. That, that was sort of the first thing, so I was like, oh, okay, well, this makes sense. Yeah. This first, because this sort of pave the way for the rest of the visual component 100% and it was it must have been really nice also having like releasing the singles and sort of letting them live a bit rather than you know just going Mm -hmm. just like having that breathing moment where everyone kind of like takes in the song and like lets it sit with them for a bit did was that also important to you yeah 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 and it was it was also important to me to have the acoustic videos as well, mm-hmm. uh, because the, those videos and those audio tracks of the acoustic versions of the songs is the way that it sounded in the room the day yeah. that I wrote them, because it was just, you know, a voice, a guitar, and the words. Yeah. So I also thought it was important to have that accompany. Yeah. For sure. And what was the specific inspiration behind Running Out of Road? Because I think that's probably my favourite track really so far. Mm, good. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, Running Out of Road is definitely one of my favourites, yeah. especially that outro, the guitar solo is so yes, beautiful. Yes, so good. It's, 
sort of sad, but it's also not sad. Yeah. It's also kind of hopeful, um, which is how I felt when writing the song because there's been times where I feel like, you know, I've, I've been doing, I've been on this road for a long time. Yeah. And there's been times where it would be easy to give up. Yeah. Um, but really, if you just keep going, then there's always more road up ahead. And yeah. if, if there's roadblocks or dead ends, there's still, there's still farther that you can go. And yeah. um, I think that sentiment kind of comes across in the music and in the composition, which is really exciting. Yeah, too. definitely. Um, Such a good mantra for life, I feel. Yeah. But... Yeah. I mean, there, there's been times where, you know, you feel like you hit a dead end, but if you keep going, then you're like, oh, wait, I can take a left right here. And yeah, and it could, you can carry on going. And then when the um, album's re- released, is it just plans for touring for the rest of the year? Sort of like, just, I guess, just seeing how like far it goes and just living with it. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, we've entered the short film into a bunch of film festivals. Oh, amazing. So hopefully, hopefully it'll be, um, be during the film festival circuit along with yeah. performances and screenings. Uh, touring as much as I can and then also just writing a lot and working yeah. on the next record because this one's done now. Basically so, you like a quiet life. Now I get... <laughs> yes, and you know. Yeah, I'm really quiet, just on, not busy. Really, <laughs> just, I'm bored. I'm just really bored. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I always just end with um, final some sh- sh- uh, shorter questions. So, would you rather give up songwriting or performing? Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> I, oh, no. <laughs> Both of those sound terrible. <laughs> um, probably filmmaking, because I feel like any time I get the chance to perform, I say yes, no matter where yeah. it is. Uh, even if it's in a grocery store seafood aisle. Yeah. yeah. What's the record you're playing on repeat at the moment? Uh, I've been playing Jason Isbell's Southeastern on repeat. Good choice. And a record you couldn't live without if you were stuck on a desert island? If I'm stuck on a desert island. That would probably be... Um, gosh, I don't know. I'm here, it's too hard. It's too hard. Collection. Just, <laughs> which one is coming with me? Uh, let's do. Let's do. Uh, Bruce Springsteen. Um, Wonder Oh yes. Do you have a pre-show ritual? I always, uh, if it's, well, this actually just happened at the Polybone show, but usually whenever it's I'm with a band yeah. or a band member, then we take turns having a toast and dedicating to the, sh- the show to something. Love it. Um, but since, since I was at the Polybone show by myself, I found a mirror <laughs> and dedicated to the show. The I show, love it. To my reflection and cheers to myself. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's amazing. And then my final one is just complete the sentence. So music is. Life. Country music is. And Lauren Jenkins is. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. And I'm so excited to see your set over at C2C. I can't wait. That's literally well, counted down the days. I will do. Okay, have a great rest of your day. So thank you so much to Lauren and Olivia for that. And that will do for episode 58 of the podcast. Make sure to tune in next week where we will have some CUTC um, snapshots and updates. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to introduce you guys to the guests who we're going to have on um, a really, really exciting lineup. So make sure to check that out next week. Bye, y'all. Mm-hmm.